Good afternoon, everyone. This is Monday, and we are Talk Time with Elga. And today on the show, I have one of a wonderful guest of mine and a good life coach that I know. Her name is Akila. How are you doing today, Akila? I'm good, girl. How are you? It's so good to hear from you again. How is that? Oh, my gosh. Great to hear from you. So you are a life coach. You live yes. in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, I know you were sick for a while. So first, tell viewers a little bit about yourself. Okay. As Elga just said, my name is Akila, and I'm the CEO of Slay the Clutter. Um, it's this little business that I run that started in 2016 and I started it um, originally as a professional organizing business because I'm, I'm a neat person. I like neat spaces. I like empty walls. I'm a minimalist at heart. So I figured out oh, this would be a good little business for me to help people get rid of things that they no longer need and all this other stuff. But as I got deeper um, into my business, I realized that that wasn't the type of clutter slaying I need to be I needed to be doing um, I was more led and I have been more led to helping people clear out the emotional clutter the negative emotional clutter um, mm -hmm. mental clutter I'm I'm spiritual clutter I'm more in those arenas now um, right. when I first started out so every day you can catch me on Instagram giving an inspirational word um, I'm always talking about gratitude 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 um, speaking of 2016, another reason why I started that business is because I got to a very low place in my life and I had to dig myself out of that hole. And well, then, if you don't mind sharing with viewers, I would love to hear a little bit about that because I'm sure a lot of people right now are going through the COVID-19 and, you know, they're kind of feeling the depression and kind of feeling down and low. If, if you feel comfortable, if you could share that aspect and how you got out of that, that would be amazing. Okay, so it started back from when I was pregnant with my last child and um, I had this thing called anti-depression. So it wasn't postpartum. I was experiencing some, a severe anxiety during the pregnancy. Um, it was a lot going on. I had lost uh, somebody who was close to my circle and I was pregnant with this, you know, this another baby. And um, one day I woke up and was afraid to leave my home. I was literally shaking to leave my house. I couldn't leave. Wow. And wow. I remember turning to my mother saying, mommy, I don't know why I don't want to leave my house. I'm so nervous. I'm so scared. And she looked at me like I had 10 heads. Like, what are you talking? You were just fine. Like, what are you talking about? I said, mommy, I can't leave. And she said, Akila, you're going to get in that car and you're going to go to work. And let me tell you something. I cried the whole way there with my best friend. I cried just about all day at work and I cried all the way back home. It was incessant. The anxiety was heavy. Oh my um, God, the poor thing my gynecologist was like, yeah, you're going to have to see somebody because I can't have you like this. So granted, I went to an OBGYN psychiatrist, which I was blessed to come across someone like that who's an OBGYN and a psychiatrist. There's not too often you come across stuff like that. And um, she took one look at me and she said, Akila, you need to sleep. <laughs> you need to sleep. Like, that's what it boils down to. You need um, some rest, girl. You, you need, need some rest. But in the midst of this, I still, it brought up a lot of those deep, dark things that I was dealing with, you know, you know, different traumas that I have been through in my life. Um, I wasn't exactly the nicest person, Alga, you know, I was kind of very abrasive and rough and harsh because I felt like I had to be like that, 
you know, and um, I, I could totally see that. But once, once they get past those, those once they get past those layers with you, definitely, um, you are the most sweetest, <laughs> uh, most open hearted person oh, that I know. Thank you. Um, how did you, first of all, I, I really, I'm sure viewers are dying to know you were really, really sick for a while. Um, they believe you had COVID-19, but you were never tested. Um, how, how did, how were you feeling through it? Okay, so this whole COVID-19 experience has just been out of this world. As you know, in being in the tri-state, I live in New Jersey, but Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York have had some of the highest numbers in the United States. And um, it's just been like an epicenter of this thing. And um, there's been people around me who've tested positive. Um, I, my coworker, also one of my coworkers also tested positive. And it's possible that maybe being me being exposed to that, I possibly could have. By the time I started having symptoms, we were already home from work, right? So I was already working from home and all that other stuff. My, my fever literally came out of nowhere. I was, what time is it? It's like 7.14 right now. Mm -hmm. At 7.20, all of a sudden, my body started shivering like I, like I was outside in the Arctic. Oh, it my God of this world it was out of this world and from i got that fever it was just downhill from there could downhill. you totally understand now why people feel the way they do could you totally see and understand why people are dying i could totally understand why people i mean how, how my issue is i wish more people would take it seriously more seriously because they're even saying that even if you don't have symptoms, you can still be a carrier for this thing. So I wish more people would take it seriously. Like just because you may not have been directly impacted by testing positive or having symptoms or losing a loved one. Many of us have been, many of us. I have lost three people in my life who I'm not gonna see anymore. These are three people who I've probably seen throughout the year on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Um, me and myself to have to lay on my sick bed wondering god is the shortness of breath gonna come on me you wow. know so you i you actually have lost people to COVID 19. oh yes oh I'm my sorry. gosh oh my gosh i can't even imagine yes i have and maybe you know what maybe people aren't taking it seriously because number one you know I, I really feel like they haven't actually been through it. They haven't had someone close enough who has gone through it. But I also feel like, I mean, I'm going to be real with you. It, it is like, even me, I was not, at first I thought, this is just a flu. It, this is like exaggerating. It's so hard to really believe that we are in this, in this zone. I don't even know what to call it. But, you know, like today I went to the store and um, they are so serious here. And in a minute, I want to hear your perspective from New Jersey, but here they're so serious about it. You know, they won't let, they will not let more than one person at a time go into the store as far as family members are concerned. You cannot go shopping with more than just yourself. Only one family member can go at a time. Uh, if you don't have a mask on, if you don't have gloves on, you are not allowed to go inside the store. I literally, after I was done, I had like a breakdown. 
because I couldn't even believe, obviously, you know, my husband is deployed. I couldn't even believe that my daughter was like, mom, are you okay? I couldn't even believe what was happening. A guy was, he was getting eggs in an aisle and he started yelling at me, even though I was on the other side of him telling me, you know, six feet away, ma'am. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. This, this is, yes, he did. And I'm thinking to myself, I cannot believe like what it, after this is done, what is our normal going to look like? And besides all of that, like I, I, I heard the governor today and I love listening to Como. I really do because I just think that he's just so, first of all, I've always listened to Chris. Okay. Shout out to Chris from CNN. Um, <laughs> I love him so much. I'm so glad he's feeling better. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. His wife is sick, but, um, you know, I, I hear him a lot because I feel like he really gives a good perspective and he's very honest about what he says. Um, and when he says, like, don't expect this to get better between until we get a vaccine for this, it is not going to get better. And for me, that was like, he was like, this could be 12 to 18 months. And yeah. I was I, I can't even believe it. So like, number one, I want to know from you, and I'm sure viewers are dying to know who don't live in New Jersey. What is it like over there? It's crazy. Um, ShopRite, which is one of the bigger um, shopping, food shopping markets in our area, you have to stand online before you can go inside because they only want a certain amount of people in there. You are not allowed to go in without a mask at all. Um, today I went to super supermarket, which is more of a neighborhood, um, supermarket. And, mm -hmm. um, it literally had a, a signs all over the door, one person per family, please. And they're serious about that. Like they do not want families with children and stuff in there. Um, me and my best friend have been, you know, shopping around with each other. Like if she goes to BJ's, I don't know if you guys have BJ's. Up yes, there. we do. We do. Like, I'm going, you know, do you, need, what do you need? Can I get you something from there? Or, you know, we look out for each other because the, 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 the shelves are bare. We, I still haven't been able to buy toilet tissue. Not that I need any, thank God, but I still haven't been able to buy any. Um, our wives and Lysol just came from, um, our church family. Thank God they were able to give us some. Um, what else is out there? All of my favorite restaurants. Uh, yes. Closed. They're, they're, they're like done. So and let me ask you this question as a life coach, yes. I'm a life coach too. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you and I have been through so much together, which I feel like, um, helps people even more because I feel like unless you've gone through it, right, you really, you really don't, it, it's hard for you to tell somebody how to get through something or the emotional state they're going to be in if you've never been through it. Um, but if you could give any advice out there as far as mentally, I'm seeing so many people turn into substance abuse and, and, and turning to wanting to commit suicide and, and then having signs like, I refuse to stay inside. And I'm like, listen, none of us want to stay inside but th there are hundreds of people dying on a daily basis yeah. what would you say to those people i would say i don't know how spiritually um how spiritual we can get on this thing oh, we definitely can get spiritual. 
whether people want to listen or not, God is first and foremost. But I feel like we need to keep our eyes centered on Jesus. And I'm not talking about religion either. I'm talking about keeping our eyes focused on what God represents, on what Jesus represents. And he represents love. He represents peace. Um, I like to talk about the story of, I believe it was Apostle Paul, when the storm was raging, right? And Please share that with us, because I'm sure some viewers don't know that story. And he walked, and Jesus went and quieted the storm, and he walked out there on water. And how Peter went after him, right? He went after him and walked on the water too. And when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. It was absolutely. When, it was when he took his eyes off of Jesus. And I feel as if because a lot of people are continually focusing on the negative things and continually watching the news and continually engulfing them things and stuff that are already making them feel bad, they're making a bad situation even worse. I think in this day and age, we have to find a healthy way, Elga, healthy way to mitigate the stress that we're dealing with. Because I, I 100% believe that COVID um, stress brings it on us too. I believe that. Oh, absolutely. 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 And our, our mental state and, and everything else. But I also think that, you know, you're absolutely right. I think that, um, you know, now more than ever, we need to really think positively. We need to think about whenever this does pass, you know, what did we do throughout this time? Did we make ourselves better? Did we, um, you know, work with what we have? I decided to do a podcast and a YouTube channel and open a business. And, you know, I was always afraid before and always had this in my mind and I was always too busy. And finally, because of this COVID-19, I've been able to 100% fully keep focused into it. And it has just grown overnight. Uh, trying to keep, you know, talking to uh, others and people around me and motivate them and inspire them. Um, and and I, re I, I, I tell clients, I'm like, listen, I'll, I'll even talk to you for free, you know, because I feel like together we stand stronger. And right now, even if somebody just needs somebody to talk to, um, I, I feel like that's, that's the biggest thing. I, I, let me ask you, Akila, if there is one thing that you could have told your past self before you got into life coaching, which I would, I would love to know. Plus, I also want to know about your, the, the business that you're doing. But um, what would you have done differently? What would you have told your past self um, before you got into life coaching? I would have I told myself that you're stronger than you think. Um, earlier this week, I had to tell someone about failure and how our failures have shaped us into who we are. And sometimes we give failure one significant event, like, oh, I failed at this or I failed at that. Not taking into account the many different failures in many different areas of our life that we possibly learned from, right? So I would look back at myself and say, girl, you, the things that you are going through in these these hard and testing times that you are going through right now that you don't understand, you don't know why you're going through it right now is building the foundation on which you're going to stand on today. So I would look at those situations as a necessary building block versus me looking at myself as a victim, you know, mm -hmm. or absolutely or with sad and, 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 or, or setting, you know, really 
again, it goes back to the mind thinking that you can't, you're not good enough to do it. Like why, how, why would I be able to do it? How am I good enough to be able to do something like this? You know what helped me too? Um, you definitely should find a, a trusted person to talk to, especially in this time. I would want everyone to have a cognizant, well-minded wellness person that they can talk to if that's a spiritual leader talk to your spiritual leader if that's a therapist talk to your therapist if it's the life coach talk to your life coach if it's a good friend who has a level head talk to that person um i i practice a daily practice and back when i was getting myself out of my hole I, I practice this thing called positive aspects. I don't know if people out there know what it is, but for everything that was going wrong in my life at the time, or if everything that was going wrong in that current moment, I would write three things that's right about that one thing. And over time, that kind of flipped my brain to realize everything, is an up, everything has an upside. Even, even if you can see it right away, everything, everything. has an upside. Yes. Yes. And uh, I'm dying to know, um, what, what is the other business that you're doing? Okay. Well, I do Slay the Clutter, which is my inspirational daily type of um, stuff. I, okay. Slay the Clutter. Is that what it's called? Slay the Clutter. So I'm a, yes, I'm a motivational speaker. So I go to different churches, schools. Um, I host workshops. I just hosted one in February before all of this happened. It was a, it was called gratitude and candles because my business is surrounded and engulfed in gratitude because I believe you can't be grateful and ungrateful at the same time. Now I'm not saying because you practice gratitude, you're not going to have hard things happening in your life. I'm not saying because you practice intentional gratitude that things are not going to flush to you. But ever since I've brought the practice of intentional gratitude into my life and thus into my business, I've seen a vast change, a vast, 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 vast change. And um, along with that, I created a daily journal. Um, it's called the gratitude journal. And That's amazing. In 2018, that year, I ran a workshop named Where Gratitude Leads, because I believe the practice of intentional gratitude leads you to a better life, uh, period. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. I had, and I had a workbook that went along with that. Um, so I'm thinking about turning that workshop that I did in person into an online model, because yes. people were really impacted by that. I can't lie. Um, the journal is still out. I'm grateful for my journal. It works if you work it. That's exactly how I feel. If you use the journal and you're honest, you're going to see results because those things are what, to me, I believe in effective communication. Mm -hmm. I believe in complete and total radical honesty in love. And I believe in intentional gratitude. And, and that encompasses how we get to the core of who we are because I believe the truth of us is at our core. And the, the reason why Slay the Clutter, why that name is so potent is because in order for you to get to your core, you got to get rid of all the mess, Elga. You got you to gotta cut through the crap. You got to cut through the muck. You got to get those negative things that are inside of you out. Those things that don't matter, they need to go. So you can live from the core and not from the stuff. You get what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And I also think it's important, you know, for us to do, which, you know, maybe right now is a perfect time for a lot of people to do some self-examination. Absolutely. You know, where we've always been a society of I'm so busy and I'm so busy and we're very busy, but, you know, we're busy doing a bunch of nothing. And I think oh, it's because, and no. I, I, 
this before in my previous podcast. And I think it's because, you know, we're really afraid to look at ourselves in the mirror or really deal with the underlining issues that we have going on, Mm -hmm. which is not always easy, but that's the only way we heal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I do a lot of motivational speeches as well, like you do. And, you know, you and I have a lot in common. Again, I'm so blessed to have you in my life and definitely I can foresee in the future, you and I doing something very powerful together. Um, yeah. I, you know, my next question that I'm sure a lot of people want to know is what do you see that, especially living in New Jersey, what would you say that you see, um, is the new what will the new normal look like Elga if you said I knew I would be lying (laughs) I have no I I mean New Jersey and New York particularly are so crowded you know in restaurants you're on top of each other yeah in malls you're on top of each other in the supermarket you're on top of each other like I really have no clue like this is like Sandy times 10. I don't know um, how it was in Rhode Island for Sandy, but in New Jersey, we didn't have electricity. You could only- Houston, Thank the Lord. Um, but <laughs> I went through Hurricane Andrew cause you know, I'm originally from Florida. So, okay. um, but I was not here for that, but um, I did have family in New Jersey at the time. And they did tell me how bad the shore was destroyed and yes. all of that stuff. So I can, I, I can only imagine. But um, you know, another thing is, is that a lot of people say that um, what is going on right now is in the Bible. Um, do you believe that? I do believe that we need to pay attention to the signs of the time. Um, and I do believe that even if it wasn't written down, right, Elga, like say if the Bible was not there and none of this was written down anywhere, we can all feel in the atmosphere that something is going on, right? And I feel like that is what needs to be paid attention to the most because of regardless of what you believe about the end times or whatever, the message of it is to make sure your heart is right. Right. Yeah. That's what the message of of end time living is about. It's about making sure your heart is right, making sure you are living right and you are doing those things that are right, that your relationship with God is on point. Those are, those are the, the things that we should take away from that. So instead of us looking at it from a fearful standpoint, like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, terrified of what's to come. Again, I go back to keeping our eyes on Jesus. Well, I think, you know, for a lot of people, they'll turn around and say, you know, it's easier said than done. And I'm like, you know, and I, and the advice that I give them is, yeah, you're absolutely right. But you know, what, what are you going to do? I mean, this is what, what life has come to right now. So are you just going to roll over and give in? Or are you going to keep on pushing? Are you going to keep on fighting? Now, if I would have said something like that in our counseling sessions, you know, I would have got ripped to shreds, but that's exactly Our professor would have ripped me to shreds. Yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, we're more on the motivational speaker side. You draw it back then? Yeah, yeah, but... Listen, I, this, this is, this is talk time with Elga and this is hot topics and people want realness and I'm being real. You know, I'm not a counselor. This is not about counseling. This is about telling people the truth. And the raw truth is, is that either you're going to sink or swim. I mean, because right now there is no other. 
it is what it is. Wow. However it is that we got it, we got it. And this is where we're at right now. Exactly so either we're going to create businesses from home, find other ways to have food delivered and Uber Eats and restaurants do it that way and, you know, do other things, read books and do more self-development, do networking online, workshops, seminars, um, really because what else is there for us to do except to just keep on pushing? And, and, and along with that, I feel like also taking, like what you said, taking the time just taking the time. You know, it's funny because I feel like how before this whole COVID thing, when I say I was going, Elga, Jesus, man, I was going, 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 going. It was nonstop, nonstop. My life was at 10 if it was on a scale. For oh, me. I understand. I understand. And because I think of all, all of us were like that. But really, in reality, we were doing a bunch of nothing. True. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, and at this point, I'm like, God, I would say, I would ball out. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I need a break. I'm tired. I need a break. Well, here it is. I have it now, you know, yeah. my break. I'm able to rest a lot more than, I mean, don't get me wrong. Quarantine is driving me crazy. Let's be clear. Oh, oh I, I'm with you, girl. Quarantine. But you know what's crazy is that all of us would say that, oh, I wish I, you know, and, and, and listen, and I'm the first one to admit, okay, for all my viewers out there, I'm not, I'm not just talking about me. I, I mean, I'm not just talking about everybody else. I'm talking about me too. Mm -hmm. I'll be the first one to say that I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work. You know, I'm sick of working. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm like, what? It's almost five o'clock. I cannot wait. I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> let's get dressed. It's time to go. <laughs> I get it. So I would say in this time for everybody to be gentle with themselves as much as they possibly can, you know, acknowledge how you're feeling. If, Like you said, if you're feeling flustered, acknowledge that. If you're feeling down, acknowledge that. But don't stay in those low places. If I, I can't stress that enough. I will never take away anyone's right to be down or depressed or anxious or what have you. But if there's a way you can mitigate through that, please, please, please find that way. Take the 5% strength you have and find a way to mitigate how you are feeling so you can get back to at least a positive place. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yes. And whatever, and, and whatever it is that you're going through, because not only are we in quarantine right now, and not only are we, you know, we can't, like for me, at least for me, I'm a very extroverted person, so I'm a very social butterfly. So that for me has been the hardest thing. So I've tried to, you know, do Zoom conferences with my friends and people from my school and try to keep myself busy in other ways. But, you know, um, I would ask you, you know, and of course, you don't have a crystal ball, you have no idea what the future holds. But again, you're living in New Jersey. So you're almost like in front and center and watching what everything is going on. Yeah. Um, do you see a lot of people fearful? Do you see them listening to the governor? Or do you see them more angry and protesting? Well, around, the, around me, it's pretty peaceful and quiet, but I do live across from a park. And ever so often, you'll see about five or six people trying to gather over there. And the police and the police are here like within five minutes and they dismantle them 
and you know they're angry because it's usually like middle-aged or older men with their um fishing poles because it's a river by the park and they're just going fishing you know and i get it people need to get out the house and they can't just be cooped up in the house anymore so i do see that um and when i was at the shop right or when i'm at the super supermarket or wherever i am i do notice that people are very aware of how close they are to you i've been noticing that Listen, I had an old man yelling at me. I was, listen, okay, Akilah, I was all the way, I swear to you, by the egg aisle, okay? (laughs) He had to at least be like three feet away. He was like, excuse me, you know, um, it's it's six feet within each other, okay? Social distancing. And I'm like, listen, dude, okay, you're really pissing me off. I don't want to get the virus either, and I'm not on top of you. I'm just trying to get my egg. You know, it's funny because on the supermarket line outside, everyone's like two carts behind you. Like no one's close to you. But when you go inside and you're in the frozen aisle or the juice aisle, because, you know, those are like heavily tracked out, they reaching over you to get their stuff. Like they don't care. No, because they think that the cold is going to kill it. And it's actually the opposite. <laughs> if you're in the cold, it makes it worse. <laughs> Um, so, you know, the other thing I, I, I really, um, I'm dying to know is for anyone, I mean, I know my own personal perspective on it, but I, I really love hearing other people's stories and, and how they got to where they came from. What made you and you to become a life coach in the first place? It wasn't on purpose. I'll tell you that. <laughs> How did it happen though? Because if somebody, if you're giving advice to somebody and somebody said to you, Hey, Akila, you know, I'm really, I'm looking to be a life coach. You know, I, I'm looking to, to help other people. I, would, say to them? I would say at least have certain aspects of your life under control. If you are going to try and coach people, out of whatever situations that they're currently in a you have to be convicted by what you believe you know you have to have have to walk the walk for sure (laughs) you have to you have to have trod that land um you know it's funny because even with counseling like in one of the counseling classes that i had like earlier on in the counseling um master's degree it talked about like a lot of people decide to be counselors but some never actually become counselors like some people are only good for the knowledge that they've learned but they don't know how to apply it you know what i mean so a lot of people and i think like you know especially when i was going through the masters too for me the biggest lesson i learned is i had this whole misconception that counseling was for you to actually give advice. Yes. And that is totally wrong. Girl, you saw I learned that the hard way. I learned that until I cried. I learned that the hard way. Like, what? You want me to just sit there and not say anything for yeah. an hour? Yeah. And, you know, but it makes sense. You know, you're there to lead them to yeah. make their own decisions yeah. on what they feel is best for them because whatever is best for you may not be best for me. And so, you know, for them to make their own decision on it is, it, it makes a lot of sense. But for me, I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. I thought I was great at giving advice. I have been through so much in my life and you mean to tell me I have to be quiet? That is really hard. Believe it or not, I kind of feel like life coaching does give people the chance to make their own decisions too. Like it's, even when you give advice to someone, they're not necessarily going to take it. Like they're not necessarily going to take 
your advice. I think more people take what they need and leave the rest in general. Um, I, right. I go back to the beginning of what you said in this podcast. Most people just really need someone to talk to. Now, depending on how you want that talking to will depend on who you go to. If you are not somebody who can take the interactive type of talking, then maybe therapy and counseling is for you. But if you are somebody who needs that, you know, um, a, not a assertive, let me use the word assertive type of banter and to hear, and cause you know, in counseling, you can't do too much self-disclosure, but in life coaching, you definitely can. Well, can and I think that, um, I, I, I think that for me, especially, um, I really, I, I, I enjoy life coaching a lot. Um, because I like being able to tell my story. You know, I have seizures and I had them at 18. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to get into all my story, but if I, you know, I've been divorced, I've been through a lot of things. And I feel like if you can't sit and tell somebody your story, then they really they're not going to be able to be honest with you because they're going to look at you and think like this person has no idea what I'm going through and no idea what I'm feeling. And I'm not saying that, um, counseling is, I, I think counseling is amazing. I think the program we're going through is absolutely amazing. I've learned so much from it and I can't wait to actually be licensed. And, and, and I know that I'm going to be great at it. Um, but for me, I guess another thing while I was going through the classes was self-disclosure. I could see how self-disclosure could be a problem, but that's why for me, I really, I agree with you. I really love life coaching um, because I feel like uh, people need transparency. Yeah. They need to feel like, man, I'm not alone. Yeah, you've been through this with me. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not the only person and allow them to be able to put their walls down and not be judged. Um, yeah. Not to say that counseling doesn't do that. I'm just saying that um, life coaching is definitely, uh, I, I love it as well. My heart is in it. Uh, the last thing that I'm definitely going to ask you, Akili, um, um, First of all, I want to thank you so much for, for everything, for being transparent. Um, but I think the most thing that I could tell you, the most thing that I would want to know from you out of all this, especially what is going on right now, um, if somebody is feeling sick and, and, and feeling like you were feeling through the COVID-19, how would you tell them to get through it? What are the symptoms? What are the signs? What is it that you felt and went through um, that maybe somebody else could learn? from I don't I don't know if there's an advice that you can give them is there something better that you would have done differently uh, through your illness or is there nothing that you can do except just allow it to pass um I think I wouldn't have stressed myself out as like I said I'm working from home and you would think that that's a much easier process and unfortunately for me it really hasn't been you know they're still on top of us like crazy mm -hmm. and I've just been I was really at to that point because now I don't let nothing stress me out because I'm not going through that, but um, I wouldn't let anything stress me out. I would keep my vibration high. You know, I would keep myself lifted, if that makes any sense. Um, <clears throat> definitely, once you begin to get sick, call your doctor immediately, please. 
Like Absolutely. if you notice you're starting to have multiple high fevers and cramping and, you know, body aches and your head is starting to hurt you, you need to be on the phone with your doctor immediately. Like I got my fever. I laid down in this, I took off my clothes, laid down in this bed and called the doctor. It was at night. And I was on the phone with my doctor in the middle of the night. Like, I don't know. You need to be on the phone with someone. Also, move around. Drink a lot of fluids. Take your vitamins. Um, listen to what the doctor tells you to do. Please listen to what the doctor tells you to do. But most of all, don't give up. You have to fight this thing. And the only way you are going to be able to fight is if you make up your mind that is not going to take you down. Be vigilant. Pay attention to the symptoms. Anything changes, tell your doctor. That's my best advice. Keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Well, thank you so much again uh, for being a guest, Akili, on our show. Akila. Akila, you know how much I love you. Um, And how I look forward to more hot topics. Yes. Anyone who wants to join us, ask us a question, or even just make a comment on our topics, Mm -hmm. please feel free to reach out to us at www.faithdrivenservices.com or email us at faithdrivenservices at gmail.com. Um, I definitely look forward to you and I working together Absolutely. and doing online motivational things that are to come. And we will definitely let our viewers know until next Monday. This is Talk Time with Elga. Thank you so much, my love. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You know, I love you. So girl. great. Yes, girl.